Now time for the BCHL Podcast. All the way in front, backhand, scores! Turn on the red light, the Capitals win it. Donaldson shoots, scores! Sean Donaldson shorthanded. Now one of a breakaway, in alone is Libel. Club save is Colby Hedquist. Nice move. Tanelli to the goal, to the backhand, scores! Cue it up. Tyson Dickett again, he scores! There's one for the highlight reel. Magnus all the way around, he scores! How do you do? Zach Michaelis, coast to coast! You go back to the goal! Oh, what a setup! Oh, me, oh my, put that a PCHL tonight! Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, we are in the middle of round two of the BCHL playoffs, but uh, we decided to drop a brand new episode of the podcast with a couple of great guests. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to remind you that the BCHL podcast is presented by Finning. For more information about Finning and their products, visit www.finning.com. That's F-I-N-N-I-N-G.com. All right, on today's episode, we have uh, a couple of very timely guests. Uh, our first guest is Quinnipiac University forward uh, and former Penticton V, Jacob Quillen, who, of course, as many people know, is fresh off scoring the overtime game-winning goal in the national championship game uh, just a couple weeks ago. And we also have a conversation with Penticton V's goaltender, and reigning BCHL first star of the week, Luca DePasco. First up is our conversation with Jacob Quillen. Of course, the main thing we wanted to talk about was that crazy national championship game a couple of weeks ago that saw Quinnipiac go down 2 nothing to the University of Minnesota. Uh, they staged a, a dramatic comeback, scoring the tying goal um, in the final few minutes to force overtime. Uh, and that set up Jacob Quillen's overtime winner that came just 10 seconds in. So uh, talk to him all about that game, that goal, um, what it was like uh, celebrating with his teammates after, uh, and then get into his season as a whole, uh, how he's gotten better um, in his sophomore year compared to his freshman year, and then touch on his time in the BCHL uh, when he played in the 2020-21 season uh, the pod season uh, for the Penticton V's. So uh, let's get right to it. Here is our interview with Quinnipiac University sophomore forward and former Penticton V, Jacob Quillen. All right, Jacob. Well, there's really only one place we can start. Uh, we got to start with the overtime winner you scored uh, in the national championship game a couple weeks ago against uh, Minnesota. It happened so quickly, just 10 seconds into overtime. Can you just kind of take us through the play and what it was like from your perspective? Yeah, so that's a set play uh, we have called the Jet. <clears throat> um, I mean, the key's obviously to win the draw, but uh, <clears throat> the left winger um, kind of we interchange with the center, and he trying to find he he finds a pocket um, in the, the middle of the ice, like the left wing. I mean, uh, the right wing is like uh, pulling the D in for a decoy. Uh, the D the D tries to find the middle, and so uh, uh, Lipkin made a nice play uh, to me there, and I just had to bury it in. How satisfying is that? I, I did hear somewhere that it was a set play. It's got to be so satisfying for you and your coaches. And it's something that you work on and for it to come together in such a, an important part. Like uh, how satisfying is that for you and the team? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a dream come true. I mean, you know, I, every, every guy on this team has worked so hard. You know, we put our blood, sweat and tears every day, every practice. Um, I mean, I wouldn't want it to do with, with any other guys, you know, we're so close. Uh, you know, and we're just so happy that we won. 
So the national championship game in general was beyond the overtime. It, w- it was very dramatic. You went down to nothing. You got one back in the second and then forced overtime with a late power play marker. Uh, what was the atmosphere like and the feeling on the bench, even though you were down a couple goals at one point, what was the vibe on the bench um, trying to come back there? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was no panic on the bench. Everyone was, everyone was calm. You know, we were confident. We were, uh, we were out playing them for the most part of the game. Um, I mean, other than earlier in the first, but I mean, we, we stayed, you know, we stayed to our game plan, um, you know, level heads and we just, we just kept going. We just kept playing hockey. Yeah. You, you mentioned you, you did outplay them after that first period. Uh, you outshot them by kind of a huge margin and especially in the third period as well. As that period went on, did it just kind of seem like it was a matter of time before you would eventually get that one by them and at least force overtime? Yeah. I mean, when you, when you have, teams on their back like that like you know like one's gonna come soon i mean that's all you can hold for you know you just got to keep battling um yeah i mean once we got that first one uh you know the boys were rolling we had the i mean going down 2-0 i mean it stings a little bit but you know after we got that first goal um i mean the spirit just lifted right back up we knew like we knew we were winning for sure so you um beyond the national championship game in the four uh, tournament games you had seven points um, you were named to the all tournament team you were uh, named the outs- most outstanding player what does it mean to you to put in that type of performance for your team um, at the most important time of the year yeah I mean it means a lot I mean I always dream of you know scoring big goals for uh, for this program um, but I mean at the same time I mean I was playing with absolute studs like with uh, Lipkin and, and Graf I mean they're they're unbelievable uh, you know, Lipkin is a uh, <clears throat> rookie of the year, you know, graph 50 point score. I mean, an unbelievable cast beside me. So, so you put up, this was your sophomore year, um, at Quinnipiac, you put up respectable numbers your first year, but this year you took a, a massive step forward. You averaged nearly a point per game. You had 38 and 41. What can you point to that has allowed you to take such a significant step forward in your game this year? Yeah. Well, I think the main part is, uh, I stayed, I stayed back at school this summer for, um, to, to train here with our, uh, trainer coach B. Um, he helped me so much. I got so much faster, so much stronger. I got my shot got better. Um, but then also a lot of, a lot of older guys left, like why, like why, uh, Bon Giovanni, Oliver Chow. Um, I wanted to step up in a role and, you know, take that, take that on. But then, like I said, again, I mean, we had such a great team this year. I'm playing with, you know, fantastic hockey players. So, I mean, I contribute that to the jump as well. So, yeah, you, you, you did have such a great year, but really your, your stock has risen since the, um, the national championship game and the, the tournament as well. How have things changed for you um, since that happened and, and you scoring such a high profile goal and being named outstanding, uh, most outstanding player? Has it opened some more opportunities? Have you had more conversations with those uh, pro scouts? Like what, what have things, how have things changed for you um, in the last few weeks since uh, the tournament? Um. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a pretty hectic um, week uh, after the tournament. Um, you know, a couple couple calls here and there, and you know, talking with uh, my advisor and stuff. But I mean, other than that, nothing's really changed too much. Um, you know, just still still going to school, still you know getting getting the grades up, and uh, you know working out at the gym. 
What's the celebration been like? I'm, I imagine it was pretty, uh, a, a lot of fun coming back to school after that. And I think I saw the other day you guys were at Fenway Park, or at least some of your, your teammates were there. What, uh, what's it been like um, on campus and kind of in the community since uh, the big win? Yeah, it's been awesome. We, we got off the plane, um, and then as soon as we got back to our rink with the, with the trophy, there was, there was thousands of fans standing outside. So it was nice to be uh, <clears throat> greeted by them. And then, you know, the, I mean, you know, we're college students. So we, uh, we did our fair share of celebrating. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Fenway, Fenway Park was amazing. We got to uh, stand uh, around the mound while our coach uh, threw the first pitch. So, I mean, that was incredible and incredible game too. Five, four win and extra innings. So it was, it's been cool. Did you get to meet any of the Red Sox players? Uh, no, but we, uh, we got pretty close to them. We saw them, we were basically like 10 feet away from them from, uh, when they were warming up. So it was pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, you're just talking about your teammates again. Um, you, you had a, a lot of older players on the team this year. A lot of key contributors were either, uh, seniors or, or even fifth year players. What did it mean to get that championship for those guys that have been here for so long and kind of built the program into what it, what it is. And then for them to get the national championship and what for many of them, uh, will be their final year. Yeah. I mean, out of, out of, uh, those guys were so happy to win it. I mean, you really can't describe how it made them feel like they, they carry the, the culture and the identity of this program. Um, you know, all our, all the, the younger guys, they follow them. We, uh, we all love them. So, um, they really bring us in. They make us a close, close group. So, I mean, it's, it, it means the world to them. So I want to take you back um, a couple years. You played one season in the BCHL with Penticton. Um, unfortunately, it was the shortened COVID pod season, but uh, you still managed to have a, a really strong year um, in those 20 games that you played. But d- despite it being under such a unique circumstances, what was your experience like in Penticton and, and playing in the BCHL? Oh, it was it was great. Um, no complaints. I mean, I un- unbelievable billet family. Um, my roommate was unbelievable, Frank Jurasevich. Uh Yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was a good experience. Um, can't complain um, <clears throat> how it went at the rink either. It was it was a fun year. Uh, there was uh, we were a very cl- uh, close group of, um, of boys, so it was it was fun to be there every day. Yeah, you mentioned Frank Jurasevich. He's the captain of the V's now he's in his third year um won a championship last year obviously they're having a great year again this year have you, have you been following uh at all uh, last year you probably knew more guys on the team but have you been following things along uh how the V's have been yeah. doing since you left yeah they've, i've been following all uh following along a little bit um you know, I, I got them, I got them winning again for sure. <laughs> um, so the, the shortened year, uh, when you were here in the BCHL, it didn't really seem to, to obviously have a negative effect on your development. I know for some people, um, it, things might go the opposite way. You're not playing in as many games. You might not get the reps you need, but I mean, you were able to jump into the lineup for your freshman year and, and then look what happened in your sophomore year as well. So, um, in your time in Penticton and in the BCHL, how do you think you grew as a player? Oh, I mean, I, I grew, I grew a lot. Um, you know, the coaching staff, uh, Freddie, uh, Patty Saxon, uh, Maddie Fraser, they did an unbelievable job there, uh, with, uh, with me and, you know, they, they, they always do for, uh, their, their players too. They're, they're great. It's a great program there. Um, it'll, it'll definitely help you, uh, reach that next level. 
So Quinnipiac is always well represented by former BCHL players. This year was no different. There were 14 uh, guys on your team that played in the BCHL at one point. Uh, what does it say about uh, the league in your mind that so many players uh, come through the BCHL and then go on to be productive players in the NCAA and, and contributing players on national championship teams like yours? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the BCHL is just a good league. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, these, um, when people go there, they have a legit shot of playing, uh, college hockey and many do. Um, sometimes it gets out, um, disrespected a little bit by like the USHL or other junior leagues, but I mean, the, the, the leagues, the league's unbelievable. So. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, another former Penticton V and, and uh, your teammate at Quinnipiac the last two years. That's Yanni Peretz. And I believe your paths crossed very briefly while you were uh, in Penticton. I think he was there uh, in the first half of that COVID year uh, while you were there. So uh, what can you say about Yaniv and, and what he meant to your team this year and uh, kind of what it was like playing in front of him, knowing he was going to stop uh, more pucks uh, than usually more pucks than the other goalie. Yeah. I mean, he's unbelievable. Uh, when I got the pen, I knew, I knew, I knew right away he was a stud. So, I mean, he uh, he left uh, halfway through the year to go to to, uh, to come to Quinnipiac. So, I mean, he was he was definitely ready, and it showed the past two years, unbelievable seasons he had. Um, uh, you know, this year and, and last year, um, he uh, recently signed with the Canes. You probably know that, but uh, he. Um, he deserves it. He is the, the hardest worker you'll ever see. So, last question for you. I know uh, you are planning on coming back to Quinnipiac for your junior year. Uh, you accomplished so much this year. You you had a great individual year. Uh, you won a national championship. You, you scored the overtime winner in, uh, in the national championship game. Uh, what are you looking to accomplish um, coming back next year? Um, I think the main goal is just win another na- uh, national championship. Um, yeah, turn it back. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Jacob? Thank you so much for uh, joining me. Really appreciate uh, your time. I know it's been a, a pretty crazy couple of weeks for you after the big win. So thanks for making time. Uh, best of luck um, to you this summer and looking forward to, to watching you play again next year. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having me. Huge thank you to Jacob Quillen for joining the podcast. All right, next up is our interview with Penticton V's goaltender, Luca DePasco. DePasco has been great all season long for the Penticton V's, but has been even better in the playoffs. Currently, he leads all BCHL goaltenders with a 939 save percentage in the postseason, and his 1.50 goals against average is also tops in the league. The V's are fresh off uh, a second round sweep of the Wenatchee Wild, uh, where DePasco did not let in more than one goal in a single game uh, and has actually not let in more than one goal in five straight. DePasco was also recently named a first team all-star a couple of weeks ago as voted by the 18 BCHL broadcasters. So as him and his teammates wait to find out who they will play in the interior conference finals, we thought we'd catch up with Luca and uh, get his thoughts on his uh, season so far, his first season in the league, um, the playoffs, the first couple rounds, and look ahead to his uh, eventual stop at Michigan State University, where he is committed to play his NCAA Division I hockey. So here it is. Uh, this is our chat with Penticton V's goaltender, Luca DePasco. 
All right, Luca, your team just completed a sweep of the Wenatchee Wild in the second round of the BCHL playoffs. Uh, first things first, how does it feel to be the first team onto the conference finals? Yeah, you know, it feels good, honestly. I think it's I think it's a result of all the work we've put in throughout the season. Um, but yeah, the team's feeling pretty good. It's it's cool to be that first team to move on. And, and you know, now it's kind of just a waiting game to see who we, who we play next. Yeah, you've you've been a huge part of your team's success so far this year, but but especially in the playoffs, you've let in two goals or less in seven of your eight playoff games. You haven't given up more than one uh, in a single game in your last five. Um, how have you been able to kind of step up your game this time of year? Well, I think you know once it hits playoff time, everyone everyone tries to step up a little bit, right? But for me, with how many goals we scored, for me, playoffs was all about you know, seeing, seeing what I can do, pushing myself, right. Seeing, you know, it's playoffs. They're going to have other teams are going to get chances, especially, you know, a team like a team like Wenatchee who, who can score goals, obviously. Um, yeah, it was really about pushing myself and seeing, seeing what I can do for the team and, you know, trying to kill, trying to kill the other team's momentum in the process to really give us that advantage over them throughout the season, uh, series. So your defense core has five guys returning from last year's championship team. Uh, you have six guys uh, who have BCHL experience coming into this year. Frank Jurasevich is a finalist for the t- league's top defenseman award. Ryan Hopkins just named a second team all-star and is on central scouting's uh, final rankings ahead of the draft. Um, you obviously have a really strong uh, group back there. So what's it like playing behind these guys? Yeah, so obviously it helps having having that strong strong decor, right? There a lot of experience between the guys, um, which helps. It helps you know eliminate bad turnovers, bad mistakes, right? And for me, early in the season it was tough, right? Getting twenty shots a game, something I'm not really used to, but it was a mental challenge that I overcame. You know, I, I changed my perspective from oh man, I, I wish I had more shots to you know trying to stay focused that full full 60 minutes whether it's you know I don't get a shot for 10 minutes and then I come down on a breakaway right trying to just stay dialed the whole game but it's been it's been nice to have such a strong decor helping me out in front yeah I just want to dig into that a little bit more like what does that do to a goalie when you're sitting back there and you're you're getting 20 or even 15 shots some games like what does it do to a goalie to not have um really the the kind of work that you've been accustomed to having yeah, it, it's tough. It's, you know, as a competitive person, you know, it's never fun seeing the other really get peppered and you're kind of just standing there. But I think in the long run of my career, it's, it's definitely helped me in terms of, you know, changing my changing my perspective, like I, like I just said. Like, instead of focusing on, oh, man, you know, 20 shots, it's, it's really focusing on the details of the game, right? So, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's, 20 minutes since I had a shot. If they get a breakaway, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ready for it. And I think, so hopefully, you know, next year, if, when I get quite a bit more shots, um, that level of focus will really help me stay solid with, with those shots, you know? Yeah, and th- this kind of ties into what you're just talking about with such a strong team in front of you and sometimes scoring so many goals. Sometimes a goaltender on that type of team, on, on your team, might get overlooked 
um, when you see, what, seven goals at the other end and, and 18 shots against. But I really think now you're finally starting to get that recognition, whether it's your, uh, you were just named a first-team All-Star a couple weeks ago or uh, people just noticing your strong play in the postseason. You look at the league leaders and you're at the top when it comes to save percentage and goals against average in the playoffs. So does it did it, did it bother you at all uh, that you weren't getting that, the, maybe that recognition that you deserved? Or, or are you just happy to keep your head down and, and do your job night in, night out? Yeah, so I mean, it's deep down. Everyone, everyone likes a little bit of recognition here and there. Um, and at times, it's been tough with you know some of the guys on our team getting all all the awards they've gotten and stuff. But at the same time, this this season was all about development and winning a championship. So didn't bother me too much. It's more about putting my head down and, and you know, like I said, trying to win a championship with with the guys on the team. So before this year, you actually played the previous two in the North American Hockey League. Uh, what made you want to come out west and play in the BCHL this year? Yeah, so I uh, first first things first is for the competition level, right? I felt I had done what I needed to do in, in the North American League, and I, I thought it was time to move on. Um, and Penticton specifically, you know, you look at the winning the winning culture the program has, um, but not only that, the goalie history, right? Johnny Perez, Jack LaFontaine, the list just goes on and on, right? Um, so yeah, those are those are the two big things. But the goalie history, I mean, you, you have a team that wants you with, with the guys that have come through this program. It's it's hard to turn that down. And then being from Michigan, like you are, did you know much about the BCHL before you came? Not not really. No, I truthfully, I didn't even know like many of the teams in the league. It was. I had a couple of buddies that have played here, so I talked to them about it and they gave me tons of information, but it was kind of a whole new thing to me. So I want to ask you about uh, a couple of your teammates as well. Um, it's not just on defense where your team excels. We talked about the team defense, but the V's are by far the highest scoring team in the league as well this year. And a lot of that has to do with the Nadeau brothers, Bradley and Josh. They're both one and two in scoring. They're uh, both finalists for the league MVP award. What can you say about them and their play this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously they've been they've been unbelievable. It's been it's been so much fun to watch them and, and all they've done this year. But at the same time, going up against those guys in practice every day—that's you know that's that's what people don't see, right? That's kind of the development of my game. It's it's been huge, right? I get those shots every day. Um, so yeah, un- unbelievable brothers, and uh, their play is, has been unreal for the team, obviously. So last season, you announced your commitment to Michigan State University. Uh, why was that the best? Uh, why was that program the best fit for you? Um, well, to start, it's you know it's a little less than an hour away from home, right? So family can come see me play close to home. Um, lots of friends from high school go to the university, so that was that was a big part, just the location. Um, and then in terms of hockey, you know the, the program such a historic program. The goalies have gone through um, playing in the Big Ten, getting that competition every weekend. You know, you're playing Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State. Like, you don't really get a night off there, right? Um, so I think for my development, that's going to be really huge. 
And before we get into a couple more questions about this year's playoffs, uh, you mentioned a couple times this has been a, uh, a development year for you. Your goals were to, to develop and also to win a championship. So um, in what ways have you developed this year? Uh, what have you noticed in your game or uh, with the coaching that you get? How have you improved? How have you uh, developed over the season? I think my biggest area of, uh, of development has definitely been the mental side. You know, we kind of touched on it earlier, trying to stay focused for full 60. And I think, you know, going back to the nods on the shots, it's really helped me, you know, learn to control my mind during games and, and worry about the details for full 60 minutes. Um, so I think that's, that's been a huge part of my game where it's, you know, late in the game, I'm not giving up bad rebounds or, or making silly mistakes that I shouldn't be doing, you know what I mean? Um, so that would definitely be my biggest... My biggest area of development help me bring you know, all the little pieces of my game together. So with your second round sweep, uh, you mentioned you're now waiting it out to see who you play in the interior finals. It's either going to be Salmon Arm or Vernon. Um, you know those teams are, uh, very well already, played them a bunch of times in the regular season. So uh, will you be watching the rest of the series closely or just kind of doing your own thing and waiting it out? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll all be watching um, closely. I think... I think we'll be ready for whoever, whoever ends up winning. Um, it's exciting, but at the same time, we want to know, we want to know who we're going to play. Right. Um, yeah, I think the whole team will definitely be paying attention. Just kind of eager to know who, who's next, you know? So with your team only losing four games this year, finish first overall, you're eight and zero so far through the playoffs. Uh, you're obviously the, the favorites to win the championship right now. Um, what do you and the rest of the group need to do in order to stay focused and not let those expectations affect you? You know, I, I think we've done a really good job the entire season of, of not worrying about expectations or what you know, other teams think and stuff like that. So at this point, we as a team, we we have our grounding and we know what we need to do. So we don't really have to change anything. It's, it's the same mindset we've had since day one. It's, it's doing everything right, working hard during the week and taking care of business on the weekend. Last question for you with this special group that you got, we've talked about all the, the great players on the team and knowing that a lot of these players are going to be moving on to college next year. Uh, what would it mean for you to win a championship with this group? Oh, it, it would mean everything. You know, that was that was the whole reason I came out to Penticton was to pretty much win a championship, and and the friendships and memories we've created throughout the season. It would it would just be the icing on the cake, right? It would it would be a lifelong memory. You know, it's something that we'll never forget. And especially how close we are as a team, it was just it would be amazing. Right? All right, Luca. Well, it was great to speak with you. Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you and your teammates the rest of the postseason. Awesome. Thanks. We appreciate it. All right, that does it. Another episode of the BCHL podcast in the books. Thank you so much to both of my guests. Uh, Luca DePasco, who you just heard from, and of course, Jacob Quillen, who we spoke with at the top of the episode. As the BCHL playoffs roll on, we finish up round two shortly and look ahead to the conference finals. Uh, just a reminder that you can watch every game 
on BCHL TV, and that can be found at bchltv.ca. And for all your other BCHL news, visit our website or head to our social media channels. Our website is bchl.ca, and all three of our social channels that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook we are at BC Hockey League. And before we sign off, of course, a thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together behind the scenes. And a thank you to our presenting sponsor, and that is Finning. Again, if you're looking for more information about Finning and their products, head to finning.com. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We hope you're enjoying the postseason, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Yeah.